This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. You're not on Ancestry.com, are you? No, my sister is. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So every so often they send you some alert, you know? And like your percentages of your ethnicity will change. Right. Because of different data and whatever. Anyway, so I got one that I have... I have 68%. No, I have more Neanderthal DNA than 68% of humans. Wow. Right? That's pretty cool. Now, this kind of goes against absolutely everything that I knew about <laughs> Neanderthals, right? I always uh-huh. thought of them as being this virile, you know, yeah. handy, you know, ooh, let's make fire, you know, uh, great hunters, gatherer, gatherers, whatever. Yeah. Who knew they had just bad allergies and low ambition and very politically incorrect what yeah, that's what i'm saying that's, that's the neanderthal part of you that you didn't even know about <laughs> so uh yeah so i'm gonna i do have the ear hair which i think is okay. pretty neanderthal not bad but not the you know not i did i never do pictured you, myself as a neanderthal do you have the stories that we can do the show with today mm-hmm. okay yes. good the following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Call me Thog. <laughs> From now on, okay? All right. What is your good. Neanderthal name? Actually, well, Thog is the only one that I could... I'm not get. Neanderthal, so I don't need one. Well, you should get it. T- I bet, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you have 68%. <laughs> Call me Chunk. <laughs> chunk. Uh, hey, happy New Year to everybody. Yeah. We took we've... a couple weeks off. We're ready to go. Right. Vibrant. <laughs> Revved up. Right. How's the arm? Everything all right? Uh, it's, yeah. No. You got... Really? Another year, I've been told. Really? Yeah. This is just a ploy to... And believe me, there's no upside to it. But yes. Well, you don't have to carry anything, like our book signings. Well, that's true. <laughs> you know. I hadn't thought of that. You're not yeah. shoveling snow. I did shovel snow. How with can you one arm? Uh, oh, is that why it was like Yeah. It might not have been the best job, <laughs> but I did. Is that why that old lady was on the <laughs> front of your stoop bent over with a broken yeah, leg? You know. Uh, I did the best I could. All right, well, let's get cooking. We got a long show. I'm already tired. Yeah, from the from the new year, getting right out. So I've already heard two lip smacks. What do you what? on your part? <laughs> so I let, think you're in mid season. Oh, hold on, let me drink some water. Hold on. <laughs> Man who accidentally set his house on fire by cooking steak and toaster is unsatisfied with his insurance payout. <laughs> I bet he is. A New Zealand man decided he wanted steak and chips for dinner and made the unusual decision to put his steaks in the toaster. And when they say chips, they're yeah. talking about fries. I know. Okay. Yeah. And for the record, it's soccer and not football. Okay. okay. For any of for any of our European uh, listeners, Fine. okay. He left it he left it to cook while he went down the road to buy his fries from the local fish and fry shop. A fire broke out causing significant damage to the home that he and his partner shared. Despite their insurer accepting their claim and offering Four hundred and eighteen thousand dollars, which was the maximum, the amount that could be paid under yeah. the policy, they were pissed and they didn't <laughs> think it was sufficient enough. So they appealed the decision to the something called the Insurance and Financial Services Unbudsman in New Zealand, but they were sadly they lost. Uh, perhaps this guy 
wasn't 68% Neanderthal because he didn't know how fire worked. Well, like I mean, my geez. people, we know how fire yeah, works, right? That's a good point. But I mean, come on, well, putting a steak in the yeah, toaster. toaster. Well, there is a TikTok trend of yeah. that. There is. Yes. So I'm, ah. and it, it, the article didn't say that that was the reason uh-huh. why it happened, but there is a TikTok. You know, that is how the terrorists are going to win. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> so while doing some show prep, I discovered some interesting insurance policies that were written by Lloyd's of London, you know, okay. the famous insurance company in England. Tom Jones's chest hair is insured. Really? Yeah. For, Still. Does it say for how much? $7 million. Wow. That's unusual. Yeah. And it's gray and everything. Dolly Parton's breasts? Yeah. Six hundred grand. That's 300 each. Okay. Okay. They were going to offer 400. I'll take two and it'll get a. Yeah, yeah. Get a, Jennifer Lopez's uh, rear end? Yes, I've heard about this one. $27 million. Wow. Keith Richards, his wow. middle finger, just his middle finger. For real? Yeah, $1.6 million. Wow. I guess he needs it to play guitar. Exactly. Right? Yeah. David Lee Roth's semen was insured in the 1980s for a million bucks. Wow. Now, I don't know. I don't understand that, that he runs out of semen. Yeah, I, well, I, you know, I think he's tried. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> based on what I've read about him. Uh, Gene Simmons' tongue. Okay. A million I get bucks. That one. A million bucks. And Shirley MacLaine, remember? She's sure. still alive, right? Shirley no, MacLaine. I think she's dead. Uh, well, she's probably alive again <laughs> well, somewhere. So she was insured for $399,000 in case she got she got abducted by aliens. $400,000. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Well, so you really can get insurance for absolutely absolutely, absolutely everything. Right. Now they'll never pay out. But that's But a you can yeah. Mr. New Zealand guy ended up getting almost a half a million bucks well i've got a story for you this is my favorite time of year in some ways dave because every january uh ecom which is british columbia's largest emergency communication center puts out their top 10 list of terrible 911 calls they got this past year <laughs> okay. and these are always fun yeah. um luckily for us didn't we they- do a story a couple months ago the guy ran out of pot or well, something that... I think every year we do this story from Canada. We we go through their top 10 list. Um, and this week, uh, let's see. Uh, would you? I, should I start with number 10? Sure. Okay. We'll you do know it. I, I even have some uh, audio that I can play for you once I get to the number one. Okay. All right. Number 10. Yeah. The barber gave me a bad haircut. <laughs> yeah. Number nine. My McDonald's order was taking too long. (laughs) Number eight, a complaint about a pothole. Okay. Well, that's your your people. Number seven, I can't find my cell phone, (laughs) which is a really funny one because how are they called? Right. Uh, Number six, this burger joint won't let me come in before they're open. That's ridiculous. Number five, my Uber Eats order is taking too long. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, my Airbnb host canceled my reservation. Yeah, that's 911 worthy, sure. Number three, I lost my nose ring down the shower drain. Number two, the traffic light is taking too long to turn green. And the number one stupid call, uh, and I can go to uh, audio now for this. 
And here we go. Oh, very good. Uh, you like that? And the number one most stupid thing anyone ever called in 911 in Canada was. To ask for directions home from the Drake concert. <laughs> for the Drake concert. Yes, that's number one. <laughs> so, you know, I mentioned that we had something with my marijuana. You know, I ran out of marijuana. I think all of these people's marijuana was not right Yes, out, right? I think there might be something in there. Yeah. Hey, we got a review. You want to hear it? Sure. Just found this podcast last week and so glad I'm di- I did. This is actually two weeks ago because we didn't have a show. Right, so this yeah. is now three weeks ago. Okay. The hosts interview an interesting range of guests and have some unique questions. Check it out. That was by SMC Cardi, 84 at Apple Podcasts. So review us. Yeah. Put the the reviews. You know, every review that you put out there for us actually helps uh, Mm -hmm. us move up the charts. And it's kind of hard to move up from top 1%, but it is possible. You know, whatever. Hey, um, I'm not going to ask you to play the I told the story jingle before. Oh, I still, it's time for Studio Wall. Oh, I'm sorry. Look, I'm out of, you know what? I'm out of, it's 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 been three weeks. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the Studio Walls. And people are not going to want to miss this part of the show. This is an important part of the show. On my list? Yeah. You can fast forward. Because <laughs> no, this week, January 7th, was National Pass Gas Day. Yeah. And, you know, as the writer of the ultimate tribute to the phenomenon in 1996. It's now a phenomenon. It's a phenomenon. Oh, okay. uh, got this uh, recorded by John Records Landecker and the Legends. We only played it on the air once before it was banned by management. <laughs> Because it was in poor taste. Ron DeSantis was in high school and he banned it, right? <laughs> but in my mind, it's a classic. It's, and it's podcast. It's a, and it's, so who banned it? It was the man, management. Yeah, yeah, at WJMK Radio. How'd that story go? Or how'd that So we played it once. Um, they uh, called us in and said, you can't do a song about farts. <laughs> and we're like, what? Yeah. And so actually we played it one more time. And On your pl- last day. And we played it. In a way that if people wanted to hear the song, because the people that liked it loved it, yeah. and the people that didn't like it hated it. <laughs> so on one tape cartridge, we put uh, one song in the left channel and one song in the right channel. Oh, so the, they were just... So ha- if you could just turn the knob really? on your radio uh-huh. dial, um, on the right channel, you would hear King of Farts. Yeah. On the left channel, you'd hear Debbie Boone's You Light Up My Life. <laughs> okay, so it's a, it's a lose-lose. Well, right, we assumed... That anyone who was offended by King of Farts would love mm-hmm. Debbie mm-hmm. Boone's You Light Up My Life. I see what you're doing. And that was the last time we played it. But now, for our lucky listeners, mm-hmm. Dave, we're going to play it, at least part of it. Okay. Here we go. Farting. Hey, who cut the cheese? You know it's a universal male ability. I'm eating some baked beans. How'd you get They're John the to record this? is old coot. They're the magical fruit, and boy, do they make me too. Yeah! They're calling me the king of farts. I've been making fart in an art. Just watch how my sonic boom clears out every room. 
me, yes, I'm a king of farts. I shootin' out my sulfur darts. I'm never ever taking a pass. Had a chance to pass some gas. One more verse. Mmm, coffee. Say <laughs> four more verses. One more. Oh. Gets me started right every day. Within a few minutes, my digestive system has its say. Got a hankering for some cabbage. A big heaping plate of sauerkraut. I love to eat it and wait for my bowels to shout. They either calling me the king of farts. I've been making fart in an art. Just watch how a sonic boom clears out every room. Yes, I'm a king of farts. I'm a famous in these parts. Your head's bobbing. You know, it's a long lost art to fart without leaving a trademark. Okay. Yeah. And actually, uh, when I wrote the lyrics for this, uh, I said, uh, fart without leaving a skid mark. Yeah. And John stepped in and said, that might be going a little far. That was and one in 19... 1996. Yeah. It is not going yeah. too far now. Yeah. No, I didn't. no, not in this day how, and age. How naive we were back then. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you hear the happiness in the, in the, in the message and the... The, the bouncy well, guitar. I bet he was so excited to do this. So. Actually, the whole idea for that song was John's. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he said, hey, Juice Newton, uh, Queen of Hearts, bring uh, bring me uh, King of Farts. Yeah. And so I went home and wrote it. Yeah. That's how it worked. Is that how the process was basic? Or did you? Often, uh, yeah. Was there a newsworthy event for this or was it just? No, no. I think he heard the Juice Newton song and he's like, okay. juice, fart. Right. And, Can't know. do an anti-Semitic thing. <laughs> so let's go with a. Yeah, no. No, I, you know, I just, I enthusiastically embrace the yeah. assignment. Okay. Now can I? Now you can okay. do your other story. So I think we've done this story before. Really? Or something like this. Okay. But I'm not going to have you do the jingle. Because okay. having you do a jingle and that you're not prepared for yeah. is going to add 42 yeah. minutes I've to this. I've only got one arm right now. Yeah. But here's a story that comes out of Afghanistan. The last Jews in Afghanistan argued so much that the Taliban kicked them out of prison. <laughs> I swear, maybe this is just my house that I'm thinking about. But I swear we did this. I don't remember this story. Zabalin Zimitov, the last remaining Jew in Afghanistan, is contemplating leaving the country. In a recent interview with The Guardian, Zimitov, who's now age 70, says he has had enough of living under the Taliban. Yeah, I guess so. Now, you might think it's because of religious persecution. No, it's not. It's because the Taliban are rude and they keep grudges. Oh, that is that is why he's had enough. Right. Okay. Back in the 1990s, Simintov lived with Yitzhak Levy in the last Jewish synagogue in Kabul. Okay. Things were going fine. Yeah. Until Levi Levi Levy Levy started to run a brothel out of the synagogue and sold booze. Okay. And Simintov wasn't a fan of the noise. Okay. So, so he, so do we get an, yeah. Can we get a picture of Simitov yes, here? Yes, we are. He wasn't a fan of the noise, and he told the police what was going on. So he narked down his buddy, yeah. Yitzhak. Both men were arrested and put in prison. 
Uh, I was worried that I'd be there for the rest of my life without any recourse, Simitov lamented. However, after three days, the Taliban got so sick of Simitov and Levi arguing, or Levi arguing that they kicked them out of prison and told them to go back to the synagogue. Oh, no, no, no. Shut, shut, shut. Yeah, you two go. I don't can't hear it anymore. Oh, my God. Uh, the other dude left the country a few months, months later, but Simitov remained. Now, fast forward 25 years or so. Okay. And the Taliban are now back in power. Yep. You know, they had that little lull in there. Right. And they're not being very nice to Simitrov huh. right now. Yeah. And here is, in his words, Simitrov's words, they knock on the windows late at night when I'm sleeping, and when I turn on the lights, they run away. <laughs> and they make fun of me when I walk down the street saying things like, here comes, here comes the Jew with his funny little hat. Okay. Wow. Okay. Come on. I heard worse than that in high school. Morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man up. However, the last straw appears to be a recent incident when someone lit goat feces on fire at the front door of the synagogue and knocked on the door. Yeah, that's not okay. cool. So enough is enough. Wow. This reminds me of a story about uh-huh. a couple of Jews in my family. Okay. Right. You know, my grandfather. Oh, this is a good story. Have I told this story? Before? I don't think you've told it on this show. So my grandfather in the 40s, he was full Jewish and he ended up fleeing to Shanghai uh, in the... He actually left pretty late. It was sometime in the 40s because Shanghai was one of the only places that took Jews. Right. America, Shanghai. Well, which is good because we love their food. Yeah, Any any Christmas Eve, the places are packed with my people. And like I said, it was one of the few places that took Jews. His brother Ernst also fled to Shanghai. Okay. Okay. And they stayed in the same... There was only one ghetto. There was like 30,000 Jews. It was like Naperville. Right. <laughs> and I'm sure it was just like paper. Okay. And they lived in the same ghetto. Okay. They would pat they hated each other so much that they would pass each other on the street and not even acknowledge the other one's <laughs> existence. Can you imagine having, you know, you're exiled from your country, the Holocaust is going on, World War Two, you're in a you're in China in a ghetto. And you hate your brother so much. Do you know what the dispute was about? No, but I suspect George took like the last piece of strudel in 1902 or something. It was an onion roll inspired. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) Well, I love that one. Uh, I have a story. Good vibes to Simitrov. Yes. He's welcome in Naperville. Yes, but not uh, Chicago. (laughs) Parts Um, of Chicago. Listen, uh, this is a story that took place over the holidays. And it's a kind of holidays related story. Um but it, uh, it's something that I felt like I needed to save mm. to share with you. Okay. Spirit Airlines has apologized after it mistakenly put an unaccompanied child on the wrong flight during the holiday season travel rush. <laughs> now, the child... Jenkins! <laughs> the child was supposed to fly from Philadelphia International Airport to Southwest Florida International Airport in Fort Myers on Thursday. But the minor was incorrectly boarded on a flight to Orlando yeah. instead, according to the airline. Spirit did not provide any information about the child or explain how that mistake happened. Or his age, right? We have no <clears throat> idea. That, uh... WINK-TV, a television station in Fort Myers, identified the child as a six-year-old first-time flyer who was supposed to visit his grandma. Mm. I ran inside the plane to, to the flight attendant and I asked her, where's my grandson? He was handed over to you in Philadelphia, she said. No, I had no kids with me, the, <laughs> the woman on the flight said. And now, this is Maria Ramos, the boy's grandma. Fortunately, uh, Ramos's grandchild called her um, because, you know, kids these days are they, a little more resilient yeah. than uh, we were and said that he landed 
and he was 160 miles away. Okay, so they went. You know, when I was six, I would have just gone, you know what? I'll just find a family here, right? (laughs) Well, you know, I I understand why she wants answers to this. Yeah. Of Don't course. you understand? So another but, kid doesn't get. Well, I can, but I can also give her the answers if you want the answers. Um, I can tell her exactly what happened. It's Spirit Airlines. Yeah. The mom probably didn't pay the extra $50 correct destination fee or the extra $50 flight attendant pretends to give a shit fee or the extra $50. Hey, kid, you're getting on the wrong flight fee. Do you? Go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I was getting wound up, but I'm okay. Do you remember back when we were kids, there was the kid uh, that was supposed to fly to Auckland. Was it New Zealand, right? Is Auckland, yeah. And went to Oakland instead or vice versa? No, I don't remember that. That was all over the news, you know? And yeah. uh, I, I would have, uh, well, so, you know, my parents put me on a plane when I was 10 or 11. Six is a little young, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, but six is... It's not good. Um, anyway. You know, my my teenagers, Aaron and Julia, flew this is past Christmas, and Julia like called us three times on the way from security <laughs> to the gate, going, "Okay, what do I do now? What do I do now? Where you know, where am I going? Whatever." So I can't even imagine a six year old going. I remember though when my mom uh, and dad sent my sister and I to Austria for the summer. And you had no relatives in Austria. They just said go to Austria. Right? Well, they said they were. We were being picked up by people we had never met yeah. before, who were you know from the same hometown in Romania as my dad. Yeah. And uh, Romanians are really friendly, though. Oh well, right. I mean, oh my God, it was it was all. It's you know actually detailed in in a book of mine. But uh, um, I just remember looking back as I got into the airplane uh, down the tunnel, looking back at him like waiting for the. Uh, we're just kidding. Yeah. Like, you're really just throwing us on a freaking airplane and sending us to a totally foreign country? Yeah. They did it. Didn't you, now it's somewhat related, but didn't you take Johnny to the police station once? <laughs> and, 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 right? All right, you're going to make me tell uh, Yes, tell that story. All right, this is my lowest moment as a parent, right? Um, Johnny, my middle son, had a bit of a uh, a temper, a little violent. A little hot-heady. Yeah. And when he was in school, we used to... uh, What age? In preschool. We're talking preschool. Okay. Um, They they used to uh, give him little rewards for every 15 minutes that he didn't punch somebody. (laughs) Because he, you know, had a a little hair trigger, Uh, hair trigger temper. So if he was living with his brother in Shanghai... Oh, my God. They would walk yeah. next to I Believe me, Sean and Johnny, if they heard your story about yeah, your like, grandma, they'd be like, like, yeah, I get it. I get it. But anyway, one day, uh, Johnny, we were at visiting relatives, and he was playing with one of his cousins, and he punched her. And I said, her, her oh, yeah. a girl. I said, you do that again, and I'm going to take you to jail, yeah. because that's what happens yeah. to uh, you know people that punch yeah. other people. Yeah. And he had just been to the jail the week before because of a Boy Scout outing or a Cub Scout outing. So he had seen the inside of a jail. They did like a little tour. The (laughs) Cub Scouts? Well, it was a police station. It was the local police station. And the policemen showed him around and they had a little holding cell there at the police station. So he he knew it. He had like a visual image of what the jail was. And that's why I said it. I figured it was going to work. But no, like five minutes later, he punched her again. And so I said, that's it. We're leaving. And we drove from Wheaton 
all the way to Mount Prospect, walked up the stairway <laughs> at the police station, went up to the front door. He's like, Dad, <laughs> no, you can't do this to me. Like, hey, I'm sorry. I told it's you. It's the rules. We're German. Yeah, right. It's the rules. Uh, and uh, before I opened the door, I looked back at him. And I said, do you promise you're not going to punch anybody again? He goes, yes, Dad, I promise. I said, all right. And then we walked back to the car. So what would you have done if he's like, I'm calling your bluff, Dad? <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty confident the cops would have been on my side. I think they would have gone along with yeah. it. Yeah. Like, Just, all right, let's put him in jail. Keep him, right. here, keep him here two days. I'm, I'm asking two days. Don't put it on his permanent record. Yeah, just just keep him yeah. here for two days. Get him a little defending machine food. And he's grown up into uh, a be, fine young man. A fine young man who's like a pacifist. Yeah. You know, so. He's a Bernie supporter. So maybe it worked. Did you ever think of that? Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe yeah. my parenting techniques are really genius. All child psychologists <laughs> are saying that this is a great thing to do. All right, it's time for our last feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Wouldn't it have freaked you out if the cop, like, you were going, hey, Johnny, how you doing? You know, yeah. Like, the he had yeah, been there. Right, exactly. Uh, this is from Warren. Yeah. Uh, Warren sent this over the holiday. I found your podcast after I read Rick's book back in the DDR, oh. which my daughter gave to me for Christmas last year. Loved it. Like Rick, I grew up overseas. My dad worked for NATO, and I attended the International School of Brussels. Oh. One of my classmates was PJ Souls. The actress from the Halloween movies? I think she was, but it says here. Uh, Rock you, and roll. Do you remember her? She was the girl in Stripes who Bill Murray wanted to give the Aunt Jemima treatment to. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But I think it is the same girl that yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I always thought she was nice and cute. Her father worked for a tobacco company, I think. But I never dreamed I'd get to see her naked. Thank you, Hollywood. And thank you guys for your show. Okay. That, yeah, she was. She, you know what? We've got to try to get her on the show. That'd be a great story to that relate to her. That'd be great. Yeah, she was like, yeah, she was like a scream queenie. Yeah, yeah, wasn't she? Yeah, 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 she she was in rock and roll high school. Yeah, I think she was in Halloween or or one of those things. Well, anyway, uh, we have people to thank. Yeah, Uh, thank you to uh, Tony Lasano, our executive producer with OpieShows.com. Wishing Tony a happy and healthy twenty-four. Yes, happy New Year, Tony, and happy New Year also to Ed Silla Mm -hmm. with the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, who bought the Loop Files. Did you see that? Oh. Yeah, it was one of the names I saw come across the the transom there. I, I, I have to talk to him and see how the packaging was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it was excellent. Uh, he is the Radio Misfits guy who distributes this show. Thank you to Ed. Um, and I guess you know we're gonna be back in the saddle again for a while now, right? Uh, I think it's time for a three four week vacation. <laughs> yes. No, no. Yeah. I'm saying, and we're right gonna now. fire up the celebrity interview podcast again. Yes, so we're, we're taking a little time back. off on that. Yeah. Celebrities need their time out, too. Yeah. So, but we'll, we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutiaman. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Uh, I think it's time for a three, four week vacation. (laughs)